0: You are listening to Beyond the Jargon, a jargon free look at graduate students and their research journeys here at UVic. Welcome to Beyond the Jargon. I'm your host, Liz MacArthur, and joining me today in studio is Lisa Hoplock, who's doing her master's in psychology. PhD. PhD in psychology. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Um, I had some technical difficulties before <laughs> I got rattled. Um, can you explain uh, uh, what specifically you're doing in psychology?
1: I like to study how personality traits, like self-esteem, affect people's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in situations that might end in rewards or costs. It's a toss-up, you don't know. So an example of a reward would be acceptance, someone liking you. Mm -hmm. An example of a cost would be rejection, Someone am not liking you. So specific situations that I like to look at are meeting someone new for the first time, mm-hmm. or asking someone out on a date, or my dissertation is on marriage proposals. So the proposer, oh. they don't always know if the other person is going to say yes or say no.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's a huge question. <laughs> yeah. So how do you uh, go about investigating this? Also, are you doing this like in your day-to-day life? Do you find like we just met each other? Were you thinking like, what's the interaction here? Or do you try and put that aside in your day-to-day life? I do
1: sometimes think about it, yeah. It's easy to because Mm -hmm. you see these things all the time. Actually, how I came up with my dissertation topic was I have this little notebook of ideas and marriage proposals just kept coming up and up. I was watching New Girl and they had this big public proposal and it got me to thinking Why do people do that? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been to hockey games, and I know people propose at sporting events and stuff, and sometimes it doesn't always turn out, so I really just wanted to know what's going on there. And surprisingly, there's
0: very little on marriage proposals. Interesting. That is pretty interesting, too. I know what you mean. When you see those public proposals, I think a lot of people think... Like, what is what are they doing? What are they thinking? Yeah, especially if it goes wrong mm-hmm. and it sad. does sometimes yeah. why <laughs> <laughs> So um there's very little for you to draw on, but how do you um how do you research this? right then? How do I research it? So
1: social psychologists like to use a lot of different methods for studying these kinds of things and we have to get pretty creative sometimes. So the sometimes we just bring people into the lab and do some simple tasks on the computer. But often we like to do things like, for example, when um, we're looking at how people meet for the first time, um, we like to bring people into the lab and make them think that they're interacting with someone else um, via video camera, for example, a webcam, Right. when really uh, there's no one else there. And um, we just record their behavior and see what are they doing. So how are they acting? Or we look at, um, we ask them to write a message for the to the partner. And we look at the messages and see what they say. Um, yeah, so we use different methods like that for the proposals. Right now, uh, for my first study, I'm looking at YouTube videos of marriage proposals, Uh and I'm comparing those where they were successful to where they were unsuccessful. So I like watching YouTube anyway, so I might (laughs) as well turn it into some kind of research. And um, the next step is reading online forums on Reddit. I like to go on Reddit anyway, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I'm gonna go on there and look at all these different stories that people are telling and see
0: how they, they differ. Is it difficult to find unsuccessful um, uh, proposals online? You would think that those would probably get taken down pretty quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah, they can be quite difficult. I f- thought that was a little bit surprising because when I first Google searched or YouTube searched um, failed marriage proposals, it seemed like all these results came up. But when it actually came to finding them and looking at them all, I could only... T- turns out find out, uh, find 40 of them hmm. that were unsuccessful that were actually legit. Because it turns out that a lot of people for maybe a psychology class or because they're like a prankster or whatever reason, um, they like to fake proposals just to see what other people are going to
0: say mm-hmm. and do because they like to look at people's reactions. Yeah, I've actually been on the end of that before. It's a weird thing. I would never have thought that that would be... Uh, like a thing, but I was in the statistics office downtown with my roommate, who was—we were just like doing errands together a long time ago. And he just like casually said like, "Hey, while well, we're here, why don't we get a marriage license and get married?" <laughs> and I knew that he was joking, yeah. so I was like, "Ah, oh, no, no, whatever." But the lady behind the Ooh. booth, ju- like her face lit up, and you could tell yeah. that she was just like, "Oh, this is happening! Like, oh, yeah. this is such a beautiful moment." And then yeah. we, I was like, "No, I'm not marrying you. Hell no!" And then yeah. we laughed, and then she was crushed. Yeah. Oh, So do you see these? Does that factor into your research at all? Do you Mm -hmm. care about the sort of the prank ones as well?
1: Oh, well, I'm not looking at the prank ones um, because I wanted to just focus on the ones that seemed legitimate and real. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of the prank ones do seem fairly similar to the real ones if you're looking at people's reactions to it.
0: Right. Although yeah. I feel like, uh, the, uh, the, the difference between like the audience sort of being disappointed mm. and then the person who's down on rather than the yeah. person who's down on one knee, um, A very disappointed. It's crushing. Yeah.
1: And to get back to your other part of the, um, your question. So the YouTube videos, yeah, those often come down. Like I remember when I was looking for the videos, I, I had one in mind. I knew it was there, but then when I searched for it again, it, it was taken down. Mm. But, um, Often the ones that I do have are tend to be third person, so some kind of outsider. So, for mm-hmm. example, some of them are taken place um, in Times Square. So it'll just be some bystander with their cam, with their phone, just recording it, and the couple's not going to know necessarily that it's up there. So it might not be taken down. Reddit. There's more anonymity, and so mm. people seem to be more comfortable talking about their stories of how it didn't go so well, or <laughs> about how they knew this
0: friend that it didn't go well. Right. Yeah. Uh, we should really clarify for anybody who's listening what Reddit is.
1: Oh, <laughs> Reddit is a website where... It
0: covers pretty much everything, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they call it the front page of the internet. mm mm-hmm. I mainly go for the pictures of puppies and kittens. Right. But <laughs> they also have this thing called um, Ask Reddit where people just can ask all sorts of different questions and millions or thousands of people from all around the world will answer the questions, mm. and so marriage proposal ones often seem to be quite popular
0: and will have thousands of answers. Did you set up your own where you asked people to respond about marriage proposals, or can you just dip in and look at existing stuff? So far I think I'm gonna
1: dip in and see, because mm. there are at least Four different times that people have asked this kind of question and there are thousands mm-hmm. of responses so I'm going to see what kinds of answers that they're giving mm-hmm. and I'm mainly trying to look for answers given by those who were the proposer or the person being proposed to the proposee so mm-hmm. um, yeah if I feel like I can't get too many of those then maybe I'll I'll send one out and ask people and see if I can get some good answers.
0: Um, are you looking at sort of the difference in experience between the person doing the proposing and the person being proposed to in both instances of like successful and failed um, yeah. proposals? I feel like yeah. I'm really more interested in the failed proposals, to be honest. It's just kind of a sick, twisted thing. But I feel like the stories would be a little bit more, um, I don't know, or their experiences? There's just so much more going on there almost.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. I really like the failed ones too, and the interesting thing is that there is nothing on failed marriage proposals. No literature at all. Even Mm -hmm. of the little bit that there is on proposals, no one's ever looked at failed ones. So that was something I really wanted to examine for my dissertation, is what's going on there. And um, one of the areas that I want to look into is how personality affects what's going on in that situation and are certain people more likely to um, be a part of the failed proposals. And I wanna know, um, as like a second line or maybe as part of this research, um, who likes to propose in certain ways and why do they like to propose in certain ways? So I think that maybe if some people uh, are more likely, are afraid of being rejected, they might choose maybe a safe way to propose but we don't know what is a safe way to propose. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's lots to look into. Maybe they think that proposing in front of 10,000 people can be a good idea because then maybe (laughs) the other person will be
0: like, well, I have to say yes. (laughs) That's a a little manipulative. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Um, I guess, does your research sort of, um, it seems like it sort of rests on the premise that these proposals are, like, a surprise to people, you know? Like, oh, yeah, the surprise is a big thing. Yeah, because, I mean, if you have a conversation with your partner in a lead-up to this, like, do you want to get married? Yeah, let's get married. Okay, yeah, then I i don't know. The proposal is sort of, like, a sure thing, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't know when it's actually going to happen, but, yeah, yeah that's really interesting to me. That, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of couples, it seems, do talk about it in advance, but then the actual proposal... Is a surprise, and that's and what little has been done is on the the ritual of proposals. Mm-hmm. So people mainly need to have a ring and some kind of story to tell, and there needs to be a surprise, right? And so for it to be seen as legit by other people, right? And so the um, surprise could be something like a shock where. Uh, I hear on the radio, like, hey, Lisa, (laughs) your boyfriend wants to know if you want to marry him, (laughs) or like a climax where you go for dinner, Mm. you go for a walk on the beach, a carriage ride, and then the proposal. So there are a few different kinds of ways to surprise people, um, but that seems to be yeah a big big element of it, Mm -hmm. and it seems maybe people don't... Or maybe they miss. They don't talk about whether they're going to get married, or they're on maybe a different page, or right. misunderstand some things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and misunderstand some of the conversations when mm-hmm. they make these failed proposals. But I don't know because
0: there's nothing been done on this. So.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Um, also, it seems like this is traditionally seen as like a man getting down on mm-hmm. one knee proposing to yeah. a woman. Are you looking at other gendered issues uh, surrounding these proposals?
1: Yeah, that's another thing. So. Uh, the main elements of the proposal is that uh, usually the guy proposes. Sometimes they ask the parents. Uh, there's a ring. They get down on one knee, and they ask, will you marry me, mm-hmm. as well as the surprise. Um, I uh, I haven't found too many proposals where the girl asks, so I am kind of looking at that as well. Um, there's some literature that finds that people... Aren't always, although maybe it's getting better. As open to the girl proposing, they seem mm-hmm. as it uh, maybe a, more of a joke or less legit. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, people what can about, be quite traditional. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah and are you
0: seeing like same-sex couples as well doing these proposals?
1: I wanted to, but uh, looking for failed proposals of that are same-sex couples just it seems to be impossible. Right, I would need so many mm. that just for this particular project, for um, the YouTube videos especially, just it's
0: something I'll have to focus on in the future. Right, yeah. how many um, videos do you actually want to see before you uh, can finish your research or write your dissertation? Oh, well this is just the first part of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: From these videos mm. and these um, written things, written accounts of their proposals, I'm gonna come up with some theory about it mm-hmm. and then test that theory with experiments later on. Oh, okay. Um, so, for the videos, I have 40 of the unsuccessful and like, 300 of the successful ones, and then the written, I'll have a lot, like 300 of each. Wow. Yeah, at least, so Mm -hmm. I can make
0: those comparisons, because you need a lot for statistics, so,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And then you have to make the jump from failed and successful marriage proposals to this idea of personality characteristics, or is that what you're looking at?
1: Yeah, I'll probably go in that way. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. do you have to? So then I would have to bring people into the lab, mm -hmm. or we often like to run studies in the university center, And um, we usually run just quick five-minute studies. So if ever you see us there, feel free to come by. (laughs) You can get a chocolate bar for participating. Oh, nice. Um, We make it good and a large size chocolate bar, too, like a – or not a mini. Okay. So I'll – And is this like a
0: survey that you're asking people? Yeah, yeah. So we do
1: surveys Mm -hmm. usually there. Um, So that's how I'll get the personality part because I don't know anybody – anything about these people who are writing on Reddit or Mm -hmm. um, a site that – called Wedding Bee, Mm -hmm. I'll also um, be looking at. So I don't know anything about these people and I wanna know who are they. So I'll be doing that, bring people into the lab. And um, there's this online repository of people who are willing to fill out surveys for money Mm. so these people are often quite older and maybe a little different than those who are at university and so that way I can tap into the older population of people who may have actually experienced proposals to find out more Hmm. about them.
0: Man, Very interesting. (laughs) Have you, um, so it's early days yet, but have you been, has anything struck you as really interesting or unexpected when you're wading through all this like raw data, I guess? One
1: thing is that, uh, of course it is really early location. I thought it would matter more. So it seems that don't propose at a mall, a shopping mall. A lot of them don't seem to work out. Um, (laughs) But there is a case, at least one case, where the shopping mall, it did work out. So that was weird. And I thought maybe um, relationship length might matter. So people who've only been dating for two months or something, you know that doesn't seem to always work out. But I found another video where they said that they were only dating for less than six months. So, hmm. And it was successful. She said yes. So it's hard to, it's hard to say I'll be able to, you know, maybe I can come back and talk about <laughs> it once I actually have the data, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I found that, yeah, location is, it's a little weird, like, sometimes people say yes at those sports games, and sometimes no. Yeah. Uh,
0: so maybe it's something else. <laughs> Um, You mentioned that this is in your book of ideas. Is this something that you thought a lot about before you started your PhD marriage proposals, like just puzzled about for whatever reason?
1: Mm -hmm, Yeah, so I have this book and it was just, I bring it to conferences and um, keep it around with me. And whenever I have some, I got the idea off one of colleagues of mine. And whenever something comes up, some kind of idea in day-to-day life or through conferences or reading um, I just write the idea down or the little question down mm-hmm. and the idea about marriage proposals yeah I thought about it for a while because I'm spending a lot of time on this topic <laughs> so I, I want to make sure it's something that I'm really interested in yeah and once I found out that there isn't really anything on it it seemed
0: like a great idea hmm. yeah. did you do your master's in something related or similar or is this a whole new uh, territory for you Somewhat similar.
1: I did my master's here, Mm -hmm. and I did it on self-esteem, so that part is similar. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did it on um, how people reaffirm their self-views after receiving some kind of feedback that didn't jive with what they Hmm. expected. So um, if people were told that they're really awesome and they didn't really think that they were that they were really awesome, like it just didn't, they didn't quite believe it maybe. Um, and then we gave them an opportunity to seek more feedback about themselves to find out maybe I am really awesome or maybe I am like I thought I was. Um, so that's kind of what I looked at as to what kind of feedback are people gonna go for, the kinds where they're really awesome or where it's okay, this is more consistent with how I see myself.
0: Oh, weird, what did people seek out? Well,
1: that's not yet published, so I can't talk about it. But it's in progress. Right. Okay. So we we either gave them feedback, initial feedback that they were super awesome, or that like, eh, they're okay. People like them,
0: but you know, they're they're okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's funny. Your work sounds really enjoyable in that it's like interacting with people, but it must be very serious, and you're pursuing very serious things. But it does seem like it's quite playful in a way. Is it at all, or is it just the way you sort of talk about it? Perhaps. Both.
1: yeah, I'm really interested in the area and I really enjoy the methods that we use and how much what I'm looking at can really have an effect on people. Relationships are huge mm-hmm. and so, I don't know. I think the particular topics that I'm studying can be seen as maybe sometimes a little playful or how I look at it. But yeah, we're studying important outcomes and that's
0: a great part. Uh, Did you do an undergrad in psychology? Did you always know that this is the path that you wanted to be on, or did you wind up here sort of by just events or accident or...?
1: I did my... I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Mm -hmm. and I did an honors degree at the University of Manitoba. And while I was there, I took a course called Dyadic Relationships. So the equivalent course here is interpersonal relationships, and that's just... How do relationships get started? How do people get attracted to each other? How do people maintain relationships? And how do they dissolve? Mm -hmm. And so this course really got me interested in studying relationships. And I was thankfully able to um, study them as part of my honors degree. Mm. And then uh, once I applied around, I applied to people who were
0: studying relationships. And that's how I ended up here. Hmm. So, is there a, like a, a lab dedicated to looking at relationships here on Canada in uh, on campus? campus. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, we look at more broadly self esteem and how it affects people in certain situations. But often the things that we're looking at involve um, close relationships, like romantic relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue on a research path? Like, is this something that you're really passionate? Do you have plans yeah. ap- after your PhD?
1: Yes, I would like to
0: continue on the research path. I really enjoy
1: doing research. I'm studying to be a researcher. I'm not in clinical or counselor, counseling, so I'm not studying to be a clinician or anything. But I'm studying to do research, and I really enjoy it. And I think that there's a lot more that we can discover So, yes, uh, research after this,
0: hopefully a postdoc, Mm. apply for some physicians, we'll see. Uh, Mm. As far as a postdoc goes, is that taking on like another topic like this, researching and writing another paper? Yeah, um, I'm not sure about other
1: fields, but generally it seems to be more and more common now in social psychology to um, do at least one postdoctoral position, which usually lasts like a year or two. Mm -hmm. where you take on a research project and write some
0: papers. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything that you haven't studied yet related to self-esteem and relationships that you would be like a dream project to work on? Not
1: quite that I can think of. The dream project for me is the marriage proposals. Yeah, at this moment, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, I want to thank you for coming in today, and I would love to talk to you when you're closer to finishing your PhD about sort of outcomes and what you found out, you know, with the... um, with all the data and everything yeah yeah when I first saw uh, an email
1: circling around for this last year I was thinking oh I know I'm going to be studying marriage proposals I think it'll be a great topic to talk about but I don't have anything yet Mm -hmm. I'm glad we were able to talk at least a little bit about it today and looking forward to next time
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you so much thank you (laughs) Thanks for listening to Beyond the Jargon. If you want to listen again, go to our website, cfuv.uvic.ca, and click on the Listen tab.